My little sister sniffs, and I hear the tiniest flicker of hope in her voice. She'll trust whatever I tell her, and I take that responsibility very seriously. We live in the greatest state to be homeless, sunny Florida. Okay. Her slim brows wrinkle, and the tears in her eyes make them look like the ocean. We don't have to worry about getting cold or anything. We don't have to worry about snow. I'm thinking hard, assembling a plan in my mind. During the day, we fly under the radar. Keep your head down. Don't attract attention. I'll see what I can find us to eat. At night, we can sleep on the beach. Or here, or hell, maybe one of these rich assholes forgets to lock his boathouse. Have you seen how nice some of these boathouses are? They're like regular houses. Her eyes go round with surprise. Why are they like that? Hell, I don't know. Rich people are crazy. Some rich men even get their nails polished, and they aren't even gay. Air bursts through her lips, and she starts to laugh. I smile and pull her arm so she can lie down with her face on my bony, empty stomach. Now get some sleep. The rain is tapering off, and my little sister is laughing instead of crying. I don't have any idea if anything I just said is possible. But I'm going to find out. I'll be damned if I let another foster asshole touch her. It's what Mom would expect me to do. I'm the biggest. I have to take care of us, and I intend to do it. Crown Prince Rowan Westringham Tate The navy fabric of my father's uniform coat stretches taut across his shoulders. It's the tangible warning sign his anger is rising, and the person addressing him would do well to shut up. Monagasco has been an independent nation for eight hundred years. His voice is a rolling growl, pricking the tension in my chest. The last time my father started in on our nation's history, the offending party was thrown out of the meeting room by the neck. He's getting too old for such violent outbursts. I worry about his heart. And my future. My freedom, more specifically. I think what Hubert was trying to say. The Grand Duke, my mother's brother Reginald Winchester, tries to intervene. I know what Hubert is trying to say. My father, a.k.a. the King, cuts him off. He thinks we should secede our southwest territory to Tottrington. Even though the raiders and bandits have pillaged our farms along the border for generations. Leaning back in my heavy oak chair, I steeple my fingers before my lips and don't say what I want. As Crown Prince, I've attended these meetings for three years, since I turned nineteen. I've learned when to speak and when to discuss things in private with my father. I could say I agree with Reggie. We should consider a trade agreement with our neighboring nation-state. But I'm more concerned about the king's health. I've never seen him so worked up before. Independence at all costs, he continues, his naturally pink cheeks even pinker. We will not give those savages an open door to the control of Monegasco. No one's suggesting. Shut up, you bell! My father shouts, and I glance down to avoid meeting the earl's offended eyes. 
Hubert's snivelling voice is like nails on a chalkboard, and I privately enjoy my father chastising him. I've always suspected him of conspiring with Wade Paxton, Tottrington's newly elected Prime Minister, from the time when Wade was only a member of their parliament. I've had enough of this. My father walks to the window and looks out. I'd like to speak to Rowan in private. You can all go. Of course. Reginald stands at once, smoothing his long hands down the front of his dark coat. Tall and slender, with greying black hair and a trim moustache, my uncle embodies the Charmant line of our family. I inherited their height and Norman complexion. My father, by contrast, is a Tate through and through, short, pink, and round. As soon as the room is cleared, he stalks back to the table, still brooding like a thunderstorm.